Hi, it's Nathan Jenner. Fill your goodie bag at Oak Ridge Ford. Our October deals are smoking hot. For a limited time, your new Ford comes with a 55-inch 4K TV. But when they're gone, they're gone. Get the 2019 F-150 Lariat with leather and navigation for only $547 per month, plus HST on a three-year lease with $0 down. Team Oak Ridge, where our reputation gets you here and the trust keeps you coming back. For full details, visit OakRidgeFord.com. Hey, what's up, folks? This is the Leafs Convo Podcast presented by Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario, OakRidgeFord.com. It is October 17, 2019, really early in the a.m. Mike Agello and I have a lot of stuff to do throughout the day, but first things first, let's do some brief convo. The Leafs, a 4-3 loser in D.C., Michael, up 2-0 in the first period, then that disastrous minute 18 in the second period what do you say buddy well good morning norm um the it's funny because that game sort of mimics their victory the previous night against minnesota um the the winning team in both games uh opened up a can of whoop ass in the second period the leafs had a, a slow first period against minnesota came out scored four goals in the second two of them on the power play and cruised to the victory. Uh, last night, the Leafs, I thought, were the dominant team in the first period, get the two goals, um, Kapanen and Mikhaev. Uh, the third line continues to, to percolate, uh, although the, the first goal was a, was a shorthanded goal. Uh, and then give up that late goal in the first period by Jakob Brana that uh, I think you know gave the Capitals a little energy. And then early in the second period, they score three goals, and I think it was a span of three, some a little over three minutes. And other than the Tavares goal and holding possession in the final minute and a half in the capital zone with the goal goaltender pulled, um, really I thought Washington cruised from that point. The, the the Leafs really didn't put much up much of a fight late in the second period, and in most of the third until Tavares scored on that wrist shot. So it, I, I don't think it was a, a good performance, consistent performance overall. But I, I love the people that I'm getting responses from, and I, I appreciate them listening and, and responding and commenting on my blog and Hockey Buzz and uh, in the comments on the combo. But when they're saying Michael Hutchinson's to blame, I say to myself, are they watching the same game that I'm watching? Because it wasn't Hutchinson. It was defensive breakdowns, pure and simple. There's always someone to blame, Mike. This is the Leafs Combo Podcast. Kasperi Kapitan, a shorthanded goal, plus an assist last night. Ilya Mikhaev, another nice goal. This is a good opportunity for him to blossom because who knows how he's going to impact the game down the stretch, Mike. The Capitals, we know how they play. Um, They... They dominated the Leafs, especially in that second period. And, yeah, it does look different from stanza to stanza. But at the end of the day, the Leafs still look like a team that has a notch or two to go before they reach the level of the Capitals. Yeah, I, I, I thought that, that Brian Burke made a really good point during the intermission of the, of the Sportsnet broadcast yesterday when he said, you know, the book on the Leafs is you hit them. Um, and... I mean, Washington already is already is predisposed to do that because of guys like Ovechkin and Tom Wilson. And Wilson threw a, a sort of a withering check at uh, Tavares early in the game. And again, there was really no response from the Leafs because they have very few players who can respond. Their response is to play with speed. And, and they did that in the first period. But I think, you know, the fact it was second of back-to-back games, 
and maybe the energy level sort of sapped out as the as the game went along. And I, like I quite, I always question, um, you know, Babcock's approach when it comes to his goaltenders. Minnesota was a team that won one game and was playing terribly. They couldn't have won that game with Hutchinson and goal. And then when they needed a goaltending performance to steal points, like Frederick Anderson has done many a time, they couldn't have put him in that game in Washington to steal a win. I, that to me, that's what and I know that Boudreaux did that with Minnesota against Ottawa and then put Dubnik against Toronto. It didn't work, but that does work at times. And, Babcock always goes with Anderson in the first game, Hutchinson in the second. And I don't think Hutchinson was responsible for the loss, but you need, maybe you need that big save. And sometimes you don't get the big save out of your backup goaltender. If it was a slow decline, so be it. But (coughs) falling apart the way they did over the span of Mm -hmm. 78 seconds and having it impact the game to such a degree, that's huge cause for concern because the Leafs just, became the keystone cops for a minute plus. And I mean, how often are we going to see that this season? Yeah. And, and, and somebody, somebody scolded me in conversation on social media yesterday about singling out Martin Marinson, uh, but on the one goal and I can't, and I cannot remember if I believe it was the goal that made it two to one. Um, Justin Hall was caught up ice but got back, and Marinson, who plays the left side of the defense, drifted over to the right side, and lo and behold, the goal scorer was on a one-timer, um, was playing where Marinson should have been and should have uh, been able to reach out his long stick to deflect the pass away, but instead he was out of position, and there was your goal. And again, we know that Martin Marinson is what he is. We know that the bottom pairing is not going to get a lot of work because there's not a level of trust there for them with Babcock. This team is waiting for Travis Dermott to get back. But, you know, that seems to be systematic, mm-hmm. not only because Marinson's on the ice, but defensively, you know, the top lines with Matthews and with Tavares. I mean, they should be, their focus should be, on scoring goals. I understand that because they're amazing offensive players, but with, for this team to succeed going forward in the playoffs, they need to be tight defensively as well. And they really aren't. And that's, that's something that they, is a work in progress. And the Bruins come to Scotiabank mm-hmm. arena in the next 48 hours. What should we expect from that game, Mike? I mean, if they're not motivated for that one, I don't know what game they would be motivated for. Um, I mean, you're going to expect what we saw in seven games last year. The Bruins will be the more physical team, but they do have amazing skill with that top line. Pasternak scored four goals against uh, – four goals in a recent game. I can't remember. I think it might have been New Jersey, but I can't remember who the opponent was. But, you know, he's one of the best scorers in the league with Bergeron and Marchand. So their task is going to be very tough to shut that line down. And and one thing, it's like right now the – the Leafs offensive lines are in flux. They're, they're forward group, you know, for the first time Babcock switched things around uh, against Minnesota. He moved Trevor Moore up to the second line, shifted Kapanen back to right wing where he should have been playing. And Kapanen responds with the two, the two points against Washington, but then he moves Ilya Mikhaev 
uh, in place of more on that uh, second line with Tavares and Varner. Um, so right now he's sort of playing around with combinations. I think he he's desperate for Zach Hyman to be back, but that they're not going to rush him back. But that you know that little confusion and that uh, sort of upheaval right now, I mean that's going to affect them against a Bruins team that is playing very well. The team's big dogs are getting theirs. Mitch Marner. Top score of nine points. Yep. Morgan Riley with his four assist game against Minnesota. He has nine points. Matthews, eight points. Tavares, seven points. Ilya Makayev, six points. Trevor Moore uh, with five already this season. So the team is producing. What does it have to do to set a, a bit more of a tone and not just be so systematic? Is it too early for this team to start making a statement? Well, if they're going to make a statement, it would be a good time to make a statement against the team that's beaten them in the playoffs two years in a row. So, I mean, I, I would think it, that would be an opportune time. One thing you have to factor in, a third of this roster didn't lose Game 7 to Boston, so it won't have as much meaning to them as, as it will to the, the Tavareses and the Marners. But I, I just think – and, you know, you can't deny that they're scoring points and you can't deny their effectiveness and their firepower uh, when they score four goals in a span of a few minutes in the second period on Tuesday. but the top core guys with the exception of Austin Matthews and the top defensive player in Morgan Riley. I mean, Riley had a great game against, uh, against Minnesota on Tuesday. He did not have a very good game against Washington. He's I arguably been the most disappointing defenseman in the six games before the Minnesota game. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of responsibility he has because he's their best defenseman. He's going to eat up the most ice time. And they they need him to play at a certain level, the level that he played last year. And I don't think it's to blame because I see some analytics people blaming Cody Cece. It's not Cody Cece's fault. I don't think I don't perceive that there is a, a uh, bad chemistry. But Morgan Riley has not played as effectively as he did at the end at the end of last year. And this team, especially with their defensive lack of depth until Dermott gets back, they need Riley to play better. Yeah. Absolutely. Any last thoughts, Mike? No, I'm just looking forward to Saturday's game against the uh, against the Bruins. It should be exciting. It should be. Let's just say this: the fans, if the Leafs win, if the Leafs don't win, and they end up being 500 after nine games, which they would be four, four, and one, then I think the concern level will begin to rise. This team is under the microscope 24/7, as it should be. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, Norm.